I'm amazed how many people own stocks. Welcome to the Playing Footsie Podcast. My name's Paul, and each episode, me and the lads get together to talk about the stocks, stock market news, and finance in general. Quick disclaimer, you shouldn't consider anything in this podcast as personal financial advice. If you need such advice, go to a financial advisor. And please remember, when investing in any form, your capital is at risk. So sit back, relax, and let the lads fill you in with all the stock market news of the week. The sucker's going up. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the midweek footsie. Uh, this is the part of the week where we answer one of your questions. It's me and Steve today, uh, and we've got a comment from our good friend and Discord founder, Casper, uh, uh, today. What's Casper got to ask us? So a friend of the show, Casper, asked us a little while ago, actually, but we were keeping this one uh, warm for a special occasion. Uh, he asked us a question for the midweek footsie. What are your guys' thoughts on peer-to-peer lending? Do you invest in it? Why or why not? So peer-to-peer lending is an interesting kind of way of, uh, I guess, investing. It's a bit like a bond, I guess, in that you effectively put your money up and loan it out to someone through a platform. Uh, usually anyway. And uh, the thought is that that's uh, an individual in a certain way, uh, much like yourself, hence the kind of peer-to-peer idea. Uh, And they pay you back in the style of, I mean, it's often the style of a payday loan, but some of these things run for days and even years in some cases. Interest rates tend to be fairly high on them. That reflects the thought that they are, in theory, significantly riskier. Paul, any thoughts on or anything I've missed out on what peer-to-peer lending is, or does that more or less cover it, do you think? Uh, yeah, it pretty much covers it. It's just the, the last bit is that it's not always local as well, right? Um, mm, that can be international. That can be international. Yep. And uh, I think I think a couple of years ago, we started talking about this on the Discord, didn't we? And I looked at it and went, okay, so who are we lending to? And it seemed that we were lending to, like, well, I think at the time it was Ukrainians and Russians, wasn't it? Um, yep. Lending money to them for their vodka uh, addictions. And um, it seemed like an interesting way to earn money. We'll, we'll go a bit deeper into the, the pitfalls of it maybe a bit later and, and things. But, um, yeah, so basically you're taking money from you because you've got a little bit of excess money, giving it to a third party who then distributes it to another uh, party. And there's there's lots of other ways that this could be done as well. We've got sort of... Um, one which came up the other day was uh, REIT lending. So um, you, you can now go to through to private equity and private real estate. You can give it to a private real estate broker, as it were, and they will invest in properties for you, uh, which is one that I found quite interesting. And there's even one, actually, in my personal life, someone came to me who's a very successful real estate investor and uh, came to me with a guaranteed, although I can't understand why you would ever try and guarantee that. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, came to me and said, uh, I guarantee you a 7% yield. And he said, it would probably be more than that on a, on a, on a property. So basically, I, get, I put up 10000 uh, for him to invest in a property, and he was going to guarantee me yield from the rent. And I was like, well, that's... Uh, Whenever you hear guarantee, I'll worry. I definitely worry. Um, and peer-to-peer lending seem to have a few, not guarantees as such, but good yields that uh, were almost entirely safe. And that was a, that was a problem. But 
Have you ever had experience in this? Yes, uh, and Casper knows good and well that I am engaged in the activity of peer-to-peer lending. He knows this because the reason that I am is because I'm signed up uh, through for a platform called Peerberry, uh, P-E-E-R-B-E-R-R-Y.com. Uh, and the reason I'm signed up to Peerberry.com is because Casper bunged me a referral link and said he'd get a kickback if I signed up to it. Uh, so I did. Casper used to be quite the enthusiast for these things, but I think he's run out of websites to try and sign people up to now. And in fairness, I owed him a sign up to something because he signed up to, I think it was, uh, oh, it was the investing app that's mainly US based or something like that uh, through my referral link. So yeah, Casper knows good and well that I have 20 quid in one of these things. And actually this was about <laughs> a year ago and I've been uh, compounding it as such as it is with a bunch of short-term loans and I've managed to achieve what? about an 11% return on my uh, wow. 20 quid by sending it off to, uh, I currently split it out into two tenors I think and sent them out one to, as you point out, Ukraine and another one to a country whose flag I don't recognise um, but I am currently getting around, I think I'm now getting 13% on my current things and you mentioned that we looked at this a couple of years ago on the Discord and they had fairly high yields that were around the sort of low double digits uh, mark on these sorts of things and I, the more I think about this the more I think that these kind of investments are indicative of everything that you shouldn't do when investing. I mean you've used the expression before, <laughs> reaching for yield. Um, if this ain't reaching for yield, then my arms don't work, basically. But uh, so what I think here is, I mean, there's another way of thinking about this, which is if you're dealing in a situation of low interest rates, like we were a couple of, I mean, we still are a little bit, but really low interest rates, like we were a couple of years ago, and therefore stock prices are all very high, and therefore stock market returns are all very low by comparison, the correct thing to do is to just put up with the fact that you're going to get low returns for a little bit, not go taking on enormous risks to try and generate higher returns. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about things you would get rid of uh, in kind of inflation and uh, stagflation and that sort of thing environments. And your thought is exactly the right one. The correct thing to do is start getting rid of stuff, not start taking more risks to try and make more money so you can keep your Netflix subscription uh, or something like that. You need to kind of bring your spending down to meet your income, not try and push your income to meet your um, spending by taking on enormous risks. So I am involved in this, but only in what is basically the minimal way. And that's because I sort of, I've never really been bothered to hit the withdraw button, if I'm perfectly honest, uh, on this sort of thing. I've got 20 quid there that I routinely forget about, routinely come back to it and say, oh, no, my, my loans have still got another 130 days or something. It turns out. I mean, they, they could have ended ages ago for all I know. Peerberry bother me with emails every so often about their general advertising things. But um, have I considered it seriously as a place to put money that I actually intend to use in the future? No. Uh, am I worried about my Ukraine investment? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the what's the risks here? Because uh, these people are going to pay the money back, right? Well, they always have. Um, they come with something called a buyback guarantee, uh, Peerberry Loans. I don't know what that is, and I don't think I believe it, um, because mm. it sounds much too good to be true. There has to be some capacity where uh, loans default and you don't get paid back, as far as I can see. That's yeah. just in the nature of loans. And the question for someone as an investor is, look, is this yield big enough uh, to justify the probability that these things might not get paid back? Uh, clearly, the only reason anyone would borrow through this is if they can't borrow at a more attractive rate. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what rate the platform is charging them, if it's paying me around 13% for what it's worth. 
that's got to be ridiculously high. So this has to be a kind of last resort lender in a certain way. But that must mean that there's enormous risk attached to this somehow. If I had serious money in this sort of thing, I would look at it quite seriously. But uh, generally speaking, I do not recommend this approach to lending, I think, or this approach <laughs> to investing. Do you get to choose who you lend to? Sorry? Do you get to choose who you lend to? Yeah, you sort of get to choose between these different categories of things which are um, in different countries. And I think some are like property investment things and some others are just kind of, I don't really know. I mean, I really ought to put more attention into these. <laughs> One thing I did know about them is that if you have a thing called an if ISA, uh, which is an intelligent finance ISA, so not a stocks and shares ISA and not a, in, uh, a cash ISA, you are allowed to hold your investments in this in an if ISA, basically. So mm -hmm. you are allowed to uh, shelter them from tax, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. I don't think that's a particularly smart use of ISA allowance <laughs> money. If you have it, uh, there's better places to put it. I think pretty much anywhere is a better place to put it, to be honest. I'd rather leave it in cash. Um, but yeah, that reminds me, I must get around to hitting the withdraw button on this thing. So these are payday loans, right? That's what they've got to be. And you're only putting 20 quid. So you're not lending Vlad from Ukraine uh, 20 quid. You must be bundling, they must be bundling loads of money together and then sharing it out as a security, isn't it? It's, um, oh my God, it's a, it's a collateralized debt obligation. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> to be honest yeah, with you and i fully expect it to blow up at some point i'm just sort of vaguely <laughs> interested in the idea of how long i can keep pressing reinvest on it till it does yeah yeah um and and i'm very surprised that that your ukrainian friend is paying it back or or even a light i guess and that's like that's quite a bad thing because if they've been displaced um surely they can't pay this back and if you've gone really serious on payday lending, uh, yeah, I'm going to call it payday lending because these are only short-term loans. These are these are those evil sorts of loans that uh, we have banned in the UK that are obviously still uh, legal in other countries. So we, there's there's an ethical element to this as well, isn't there? Where you have to watch out exactly what you're investing in here and. I imagine it is ESG because everything's ESG these days, but uh, there are going to be ethical issues with this as well. Yeah, you're dead right. Uh, I think this is probably actually the kind of thing where ESG, uh, this is for people who explicitly decide, look, I'm going to ESG some other way, basically. I'll, I'll try and offset it by buying some shares in uh, Next Era Energy or um, some other kind of uh, vaguely noble cause or something like that. Yeah, well, I don't think this is even going to pretend that it's got a kind of ESG <laughs> angle to it. I think this is going to be for people who think I can somehow compartmentalise my investing life from the rest of my life. And maybe there are plenty of people like that. I mean, there are people who uh, own other quote-unquote sin stocks like sort of munitions companies or oil or whatever and so on. And I don't think they really buy the kind of ESG stuff that these companies are selling. Uh, I think they kind of think, look, it somehow doesn't particularly matter or it's somehow not the most important consideration or something along those lines. And then there's all kinds of interesting discussions to be had there. Um, is it your moral compass that gets in the way of this, Paul, or your risk compass that gets in the way of you uh, piling into, uh, let's call it payday lending? It's absolutely both. Uh, I remember when we were talking about this before, and it's the same as the cow thing as well. Um, that's got both 
you know, I bought a couple of calves, didn't I? And it didn't do very well because of exchange rates. It was simply because of exchange rates. I did get the yield that they said, and I got the money back, which is pretty crazy. Um, but it's 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 the same thing. It's like the yield was really high. I remember I'm saying it was like 13% yield. I was going, where the hell can you get that from? Like, there must be something here. And what you're combining here is two really bad bad parts of the loan equation aren't you you're, you're you're probably lending them to some russian alcoholic who may not may not be in the best position in their life or may not be able to pay it back and those two roads do not lead to anywhere good for anyone they don't lead any, lead to anywhere good for the lend uh, the lendee or uh, the contract out or for you because there's a very good chance that you won't get your money back there's, these people just disappear and that's that's where that's where i could i had to draw the line somewhere i'm not into ethical investing i will make i i am one of those people who will be able to compare compartmentalize my investing life from my personal life i will be able to invest in most things that make a profit. I make money from weapons. I will make money from meats. And uh, I do draw the line at smoking though, just because it doesn't make sense. It just really doesn't make sense. Not from an ethical point of view. It just doesn't make sense to smoke people. What are you doing? Um, uh, but yeah, that was, that was what drew the line for me and why I went nowhere near it. Peer-to-peer -peer lending seems to be just taking advantage of uh, unfortunate people from from overseas and and that just I, I think the risk is more the, the the risk in my head is is going these people ain't going to pay back less that is is someone that's disadvantaged or on a payday loan and people only mm. take payday loans out when they're poorly educated basically um so yeah that's that was my theory on it yeah, that was my view on Russian stocks and what I remember when we talked about those a few uh, weeks, possibly just over a month ago now or so, uh, which was, uh, there are hard ethical questions, but I haven't got round to those hard ethical questions because I don't think these investment opportunities are very good, uh, basically. I mean, I, I'll figure I them out. Mean. I'll try and figure out the ethicsy stuff when I find one that I actually think I want to invest in on, an uh, on a kind of um, a cash basis, I guess, or a return basis. And then I'll work out, well, look, can I justify doing this morally? But I'll save that hard question for when I found something that I actually think is vaguely attractive to buy. Russian stocks didn't feel like a moral question a month ago. But um, when, when I did think they were opportunity, I thought gas and I thought minerals were a good opportunity in the Russian market. But now, oh God, yeah, what a horrible, horrible decision that was to make. But yeah, like you say, it's 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 one of them things, and I guess China is the next one, right? China is going to be a big, big problem again. Um, we don't need to go into DD and everything from China. Jesus, not today. But anyway, <laughs> thank you very much, Casper. Uh, payday lending. Uh, we need to talk about that. I want to know how much you've got in payday lending, Casper. We're going to talk about that one, and on the Discord, we'll we'll have. If it's nothing, I'm going to get cross at him. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it might be nothing. It really might be nothing. If I find he's sold all of his payday loans, oh, if, it, if they've all gone broke because they all went bad, that's a different thing. If I find he sold them all and bunged them all into stocks and left me holding Ukrainian loan bag or something like that. Um... The, the thing is, the thing is, we're probably just 
brutally English and ignorant of the rest of Europe. And I, I'm pretty sure Casper comes from there. I think he's Polish, isn't he? Um, he I think he's Polish, so he, he, he might have experience of that area that I don't have experience of. And, and uh, I'm just an ignorant, uh, xenophobic British male, which uh, I need to sort out, don't I? Um, <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much, Casper. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there before I start to really dig in myself a hole. Um, but uh, thank you very much for listening to the Midweek Footsie, and uh, we'll see you on Sunday, I guess.